Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Grant Paulson here. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get a bonus bet every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get a bonus bet for every victory. This is a really cool idea by FanDuel. You can use the bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So take one of the teams expected to be really good, get a bonus bet every time they win. Go to FanDuel.com slash GP to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash GP. Maybe I'm betting on Kansas City. FanDuel.com slash GP. Got to be 21 president Virginia. First online money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued non-withdrawable bonus bet expires in a week. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms. FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem. You got to call 1-800-GAMBLER. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. Trust matters. We instill trust every day by the things we say, the choices we make, and the people we choose to do business with. Hi, I'm Jeff Dick, Chairman and CEO of Main Street Bank. What matters most to you and your business? A strong relationship based on trust, reputation, and expertise, or a rate from a place where you don't matter? Expect better. Bank where trust matters and where you matter. Main Street Bank. Put our bank in your office. Visit mstreetbank.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell, and I know a little something about performing at the highest level. On and off the field, I've always demanded excellence. If your HVAC system is less than excellent, you need Rude. For over 100 years, Rude products have been manufactured to the highest quality and have some of the best warranties in the business. So stay cool this summer with the help of Rude. You can live in complete comfort knowing Rude always provides trusted, long-lasting solutions. To find your local Rude contractor and get a free estimate, go to Rude dot com that's r-u-u-d dot com take my word for it if it ain't rude it ain't right your next success begins with university of maryland global campus for more than 75 years umgc has been giving working adults the affordable accredited online education you need to reach the future you want because the path to success is different for everyone we offer more than 125 undergraduate and graduate degrees and certificates along with success coaches and lifetime career services 
Our online and hybrid courses and services let you learn on your schedule. No-cost digital materials in place of most textbooks, affordable tuition, and financial resources make UMGC accessible. And with no application fee through August 31st, there's no better time to get started. Find the education you need to create the future you want. Choose from fields like business, healthcare, cybersecurity, IT, and more, and take the next step in your career. Apply by August 31st and we'll waive your application fee. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by Chef. When it comes to $1 small Slurpee drinks at 7-Eleven, no one's doing it like you. You're inventing new flavor combos, throwing caution to the wind. You're a frozen fizz whiz, a pina colada prodigy. You mix cherry and blue raspberry like a pro. Only you know the perfect ratio. Just when they think you're done, you add a splash of summertime citrus just because you can. And because your small Slurpee drink masterpiece is just $1 at 7-Eleven. Slurpee, anything flows. Expires 12-31-2023 plus tax. Visit store for details. WJFKFM and HD1 Manassas and WPGC HD2 Morningside. Sports Radio 1067, a fan and Odyssey station. Welcome back. 1067 The Fan, Team 980, Odyssey app. Toby Altizer with you up until Nationals Baseball tonight. Let's talk about Sam Howell, starting quarterback, your Washington Commanders. Not a shocker at all that Ron Rivera announced it this week. I do want to talk about that briefly before we get into this discussion. If you want to hop in, 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer, and I'll ask you two questions. How long should the leash be? How long do you think the leash will be? How long do you think it'll be? And how long should it be? I think that's two different answers. We'll get into that in just a second. But I want to start with the fact that Ron named him the starter this week coming on Friday. And I think it was a smart move. And, you know, I know that Grant and Danny talked about this and caused some uh, controversy on Twitter with various people getting frustrated with Grant's opinion on it. It's fine. Like, I I understand where Grant's coming from because I totally agree that if you were going to do this, maybe you should have just named him the starter all along. But I I didn't have too much of an issue with where the way that Ron handled this. I just like the fact that he did it before the Baltimore game because I just was fearful of the idea that if they'd already made up their mind that Sam Howell is going to be the guy, and they waited until after the Baltimore game, and then Sam Howell lays a dud tomorrow night, you would have had all of the backlash nationally, maybe even locally from people, even though we all understood it wasn't actually a competition, like some people nationally were considering it. But there just would have been so much backlash if, say, Monday night after the game, or in practice next week sometime, Ron were to name him the starter after he throws a pick or you know throws for 50% completions and doesn't look very good against Baltimore, I think that you would have just had so much backlash. So I think it actually made some sense, and I understand the reasoning as to why they held out for as long as they did, mainly because they're just looking at it like, you know, just in case something happens with Sam, right? And this is kind of how I felt all along with the quarterback competition, so to speak. Sam Howell should have been starting this thing all along. I've liked the way that they've handled it. I don't have an issue with them waiting just because 
in case he showed he wasn't a competent NFL quarterback. And we're, we're going to talk about this with my line, and that's kind of where I'm at with the line of how long his leash should be. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. But he's shown that he can be an NFL quarterback. He's shown that he can lead a franchise. He's shown that he can at least go out there and run the offense. And that's kind of where I'm at. Maybe that changes over time. We'll see. But as long as he didn't look like a guy that was completely overmatched, a guy that just looked completely out of his element and didn't deserve to be playing for this football team or, frankly, professional football at all, then then I would have had a, been totally fine if they went to Jacoby Brissett. But my thought process all along was as long as this guy showed you that he can go out there and do the job, then he's going to be the starter. And that's why I didn't necessarily have an issue with the way that Ron handled it because he's gone out there, he's basically given him the opportunity. It wasn't a true competition. It was something where he basically anointed Sam the starter by giving him all the starters reps, and then he finally said it this past week. So I was totally fine with the way he handled it. It's going to be interesting, though, getting into the season. How long does it take before Ron changes his mind? Is it something that he's going to go to quickly? And if they get off to a slow start, is he going to pull the plug? Is he going to go back? Because the one thing about Jacoby Brissett, to give him credit, he is a wily backup that could step in and give you the exact play that you're looking for. Maybe not elevate your team, maybe not go above and beyond, but you're going to know exactly what you're getting out of Jacoby Brissett, and at any point you could go to that. And so there's plenty of uncertainty with Sam Howell, and it could be a roller coaster ride. But is it one of those things where he rides the highs and when it gets too low he hops off? What are you looking for with the leash here with Sam Howell? Because I'm kind of hoping it's it's pretty long. Let's get out to the phone lines. 800-636-1067 if you want to hop on. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. Let's get out to Ed in D.C. Ed, how long should the leash be and how long will the leash be? Hey, Toby. How you doing, buddy? Um, my situation is very simple. Um, I believe that his leash will be extraordinarily long in both situations because Ron Rivera's him, he he he's inexorably tied towards this young young man, and if he were to go to Jacoby Brissett for any reason other than Sam being injured, I believe he is done here. Because look, best case scenario for the Jacoby people out there, say he 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 comes in and he gets them to nine wins and they may sneak into the playoffs. Can Mar Rivera go to the new ownership group saying say, say to them? Jacoby's my guy. I need to give him a thirty million dollar contract for the next, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. each year. For the he can't do that. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be. He's gonna be toast because they know you can't win a championship with Jacoby Brissett. Not to say that Sam Howell will win you one, but he has a chance to develop into that. Jacoby Brissett is who he is. I mean, as Grant Paulson said so well, this guy started over forty games in his career. And he has been what he is. He's not going to get any better. So those people who have this Jacoby Brissett fantasy, he has a history that says he is a backup quarterback, not a starter. Totally agree. Ed, appreciate the phone call. And this is why I completely agree with Ed here. And I'll give you my answer in the next segment. But this is why I agree. Jacoby is what Jacoby is. What's the ultimate goal 
of playing in the National Football League? Is it to get to the playoffs? Is it to win your division? No, it's to win the Super Bowl. Is Jacoby Brissett ever going to win you a Super Bowl? No, he's not. Now you ask, you flip it on the other side. Is Sam Howell going to ever win you a Super Bowl? Maybe you say probably not, but is there at least a glimmer of hope? Is there at least a glimmer? Because you got to try that. That's where I'm at. It might be the smallest of all chances, and it might all disappear within five weeks of the regular season and we see him. Who knows? I'm a Sam Howell guy. I believe in him. Who knows? Maybe it all disappears really quickly. But there's a glimmer, right? As G&D would say, there's a gleam. There's at least a little chance that he could develop into a stud quarterback. And you got to take that chance. That's where I'm at. You have to take the chance with the guy and let it ride. He could develop into something. The roster around this team, I think, overall is solid. And I think when you look at some of these national pieces about ranking rosters and talking about this team, I think that they ignore the fact that the rest of the roster is fairly solid and look only at the quarterback position and just act as if the rest of the team is going to suck because of the quarterback position. One, I think that Sam's going to surprise a lot of people. And two, I think that overall, if you were to take the quarterback position out, and I understand that you cannot do that for the exercise, and I understand that the most important position is still the quarterback position, But around it, if you were to plug in a good quarterback, you'd be pretty confident this team could make the playoffs, especially in the NFC. And if you ran into some luck, why couldn't you go on at least a little bit of a run? I'm not trying to say this is a Super Bowl team. I'm not delusional to think that. And I'm not saying that Sam Howell is definitely a Super Bowl quarterback. I'm just saying we know Jacoby Brissett is not. We are not 100%. We might be 99%, but we're not 100% sure that Sam Howell is not. Let's get in one more phone call here. Let's get out to Rodney in Florida. What's going on, Rodney? Hey, how you doing, Doug? Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, I honestly, I think he's, he should get a full year lease, and, and I think it's going to be a full year, uh, basically because, you know, take that last game last year against Dallas. I, I know a lot of people don't really, you know, want to give it too much credit, too much merit to Dallas is playing for nothing, but – you know, you look like halfway through the third quarter, you know, Sam Howell, he settled down and he started to make some throws. He made some plays. He showed that he could be a consistent quarterback in this league. And, and I truly believe with, with this roster, especially on, on the offensive side of the ball, if he can get some protection, we, we've got so many weapons, so many weapons. And I, and I think this is going to be a breakout year for Antonio Gibson. But I, I think Sam Howell knows his role. He's got to come in. He's got to be a consistent quarterback for this offense because you, you automatically think, you know, we're going to have a top five. I think we're going to have a top five defense this year. I truly do. And if you you tell me, you tell Sam how, hey, I just need you to go out here, be a consistent quarterback, and, win, and, help, and help win games. I don't need you to put everything on your shoulders or anything like that. He's got that ability to be able to be that quarterback. He was a, you know, projected first-round pick his junior year in North Carolina mm-hmm. and, you know, came, you know, stayed his senior year and it didn't work out. But, you know, I, I think – He's going to get a full year uh, of the leash. And if he does get hurt for a couple games, you've got a legitimate backup quarterback in Brissett that can still come in and still help you win some games. So that's my opinion. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Appreciate the phone call, Rodney. 800-636-1067 if you want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. And I think he's right on there. Like, 
sometimes you can just lazily label guys, and that's fine for some cases. But just to label Sam Howell as your Joe Schmo fifth rounder, I think is it just a leisure leaving out context of a guy that has talent of a first rounder. And it's not like it was a character concern or off-field stuff. We see this all the time in the NFL where there's a first-round talent that goes later because of other reasons. And part of the reason that he he went later is because he wasn't the same guy. The talent was still there, but he wasn't the same guy. But then you look at the context of it. All of his receivers left, or his top two receivers left. His two running backs left and went to the NFL. And he wasn't playing at Alabama where you replace a five-star with a five-star. He was playing at North Carolina. And they weren't playing basketball, they were playing football. So he doesn't just replace a stud with another stud. So I think you see that if you go back and watch that last year at North Carolina, what you notice is he did whatever it took to win football games, or at least try to win football games. Yeah, his passing numbers weren't great, but guess what? Look at his rushing numbers from the year before to then. It jumped way up. He's going to do whatever it takes. He's a competitor. So I like what I saw out of Sam Howell coming out, and I understand why he dropped But Sean Clifford out of Penn State was a fifth-round pick, and Sam Howell was a fifth-round pick. They're not the same guy. Sean Clifford was a fifth-round pick because I know he's looked okay in the preseason for the Packers, but let's be honest, if you watched him at Penn State, he wasn't that good. He wasn't. So this is kind of where I'm at with Sam Howell. I really like him. I like the idea that they're going to start him, and I guess we're going to get to see. But how long do you think this lease should be for Sam Howell? I think a lot of us agree that it should be long. How long do you think it will be? And I guess what kind of expectations do you have for Hal? Do you think he's going to be good? Do you think he's someone that maybe could be the quarterback of the future? We'll continue talking about it here on The Fan. You want to hop in, 800-636-1067. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. More Sam Howell discussion comes up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back, 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980, the Odyssey app. Toby Altizer with you up until Nationals Baseball. Talking about Sam Howell, how long should that leash be? How long will it be? What are your expectations for him this year? 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener line. Do you want to hop in? If you're on hold, we'll get to you in just a few moments. So here's where I'm at with Sam Howell. 
and how long that lease should be. I don't think you can put a quantitative leash on it. I don't think you can figure out a number or something that you can definitively look at. But I think if you've watched football long enough, if you're a fan of this team, I think there's a clear understanding of it's obvious, make the move. So I know this is a little bit controversial. When you go back to last season, I didn't necessarily have an issue with Rivera going to Wentz again in the Cleveland game. Because I thought it was obvious at that point that a move needed to be made. You saw at the end of the Niners game, he made a move. And I think most people would agree. Now, I know revisionist history is 2020, hindsight's 2020. I get all that. And I know people are going to say, well, Wentz sucked. But you needed a change. Heineke started the Giants games. It didn't work. So at some points, you looked at it and said, all right, try something else. The problem is with Rivera, it was obvious through two drives of that Cleveland game that Wentz wasn't going to be the guy. And at that point, you needed to make the change again. I know that can be exhausting, but I think when you look at it that way, when you're looking at it and say, this is pretty obvious, dude, make the change. That's kind of where I'm at with Sam. It's got to be clearly obvious. It's got to be something where he's throwing three and four picks every single week. It's got to be something where you watch it and say, it's time, dude, make the change. Yeah, I'm with you. I was just like listening and thinking while you were saying that. I feel like with last year with Wentz and with Heineke, those are two guys like we both kind of know where they stand at this point. Whereas to your point this year, we're going in with Jacoby and Sam, where you have one guy you do know what, what you get with Bursett, but we have another guy where we don't know what we have yet. And I think that's the difference with this season and why you got to give Sam a chance. Yeah, and I think that adds on to what I'm trying to say here where, you know, it's obvious when you need to make a move because you kind of know what a little bit of what Heineke was. You kind of had an understanding of what Wentz was. You were hoping to regather some of that MVP form, but it probably wasn't coming back. You know what Brissett is. So if it's just obvious that Sam's not the guy and Sam is showing you too much bad and not enough good, then you can make the change and it's fine. You know, whether that's... Early, I wouldn't think it's early enough because seeing him through five games, I don't think would give you enough tape to say, like, this dude just clearly doesn't have it. So I would tend to agree that it's going to be a long leash in terms of a timeline if you're looking at it that way. But I think as long as Ron just looks at it and says, I'm going to give you every opportunity. And when you force my hands, when you make it that I can no longer trot you out there, that's when I make the move. And I'm hoping and I'm betting because I think that Sam's going to be pretty good. I'm betting he doesn't have to make the move. Because if that's the standard, then he's going to be ha- have to be atrocious for Ron to make a move. So that's kind of where I'm at. Is that something that you would think, Donald? Like, that's kind of where you're at? What's your leash for Sam? Um, I'm with most of the callers so far, at least. I mean, I would like to give him at least through the season. But kind of to your point, if he's just, it's quite apparent after, you know, maybe the first quarter of the season, you're getting to week three, week four, and it's just like he's just not that guy. <laughs> then, yeah, I would explore the change with with Jacoby and, you know, maybe see if I can maintain a decent record and maybe work him out or work him into the rest of the season somehow. Um, but I would like to at least try to set the precedent of I'm, I'm going to start with you, I'm going to roll with you this season, and then kind of see how it plays out from there. Yeah, and I think it's going to be tough because I think if you're looking at a timeline for it, I don't even know if you could say that in the first four or five weeks. I think it almost had to be half the season before you could even consider something. 
just because you don't have enough film on Sam Howell and you haven't seen enough. Sometimes it takes guys a little while. And I have no reason to think that he can't go out and give you at least similar play that he did in the Cowboys game. And if he gives you that, he should start all 17 games. No doubt about it. Even if he's a little worse than what he was against Dallas, like that's competent quarterback play. Sign me up for that all day long. Let's get out to the phone lines. Let's get out to Craig in Woodbridge. Craig, what's going on? Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. What's going on, Craig? I think that they should keep Rivera out of it. Put the new owner in to give him help on that because he totally boxed up the end of last year. See, here's where I disagree with you, Craig, real quick. I understand where you're coming from. I do. I also don't want the owner making decisions on the football side because we've already seen that that doesn't go well. Okay, well then put um, the enemy in. Okay, I can agree on that. You know, because I think he totally, we could have been in the playoffs. Now, that's a big if and if, but it's, I don't know. I think Cal deserves a biggest chance as he can get. Mm-hmm. I would let him play a minimum of 12 games. And really, you got to base it on what does he look like in week one? What does he look like now in week five? Yeah. If he looks better, then you leave him in the whole year. Yeah, I agree. Craig, appreciate the phone call. I, I think that's a good point. If he looks terrible in week one, okay. If he looks a little bit better in week five, okay. If he looks much better than he did in week one and week ten, you're seeing growth. Then you just leave him out there. Even if it's not good, you still leave him out there as growth. Because here's the other thing with Sam Howell. If it doesn't work out, this is probably his chance. He might not get another chance here. Maybe somewhere else he does just because of the the stuff we talked about of him at one point being a first-round pick. But he's a fifth-round pick, the reality of it, even without the context. Like, that's where he was picked. This might be his last chance or only chance at getting a starting job. And so leave him out there. If it takes eight games and he struggles and then all of a sudden it starts to click, then you got to see him. If you just give up on him after five games you might not get another chance here or anywhere else. So who knows? I feel like another kind of like balance in this equation with the season two is, because obviously there's been a lot of talk with Ron and his job security and us, you know, having that desire and that need really not even desire to make the playoffs. So I kind of, and I guess I'm kind of throwing a question at you and to the listeners, what's the balance between Ron and his job security and us needing to succeed as a team, but then us obviously giving a leash to Hal and rolling with a new quarterback. Yeah, that's a tough one because which is a better chance of Ron keeping his job? Jacoby Brissett leading you into the playoffs or Sam Howell going, you know, around 500 and looking good like the franchise quarterback? I think that you could make the argument that they're better off missing the playoffs at that point and having Sam Howell look good and Ron can walk into Josh Harris's office and say, hey, we're building something here. We got our quarterback. You know, I, I think that that's a real possibility. And the other thing, too, is while Jacoby Brissett has been a solid backup, he's been a solid backup. Like, is he someone that's bad? Is he someone that just elevates them all of a sudden to a 10-win football team? No. So it's going to be interesting to watch because – I think if you look at it from that perspective, I think that Ron's best way of keeping his job 
is for Sam Howell to be the guy. Because if Jacoby Brissett's the guy, like we had a caller earlier say, is he going to go banging on the door and asking them to pay him as the franchise quarterback and him sticking around? No. If Jacoby Brissett's your guy by the end of the year, Ron's gone, Jacoby's gone, and they're starting over with a quarterback that they're either bringing in or drafting. And if they're just horrible, then Ron's probably gone either way. His best chance is them being at least 500 or somewhere around there and Sam Howell being the guy. I think that that's a realistic thing. And so if he's looking at it, maybe we're all looking at it wrong, thinking that he'll go to Jacoby, thinking he needs to win a playoff game, unless they go deep into the playoffs with Jacoby. Like, he's not coming back if Jacoby Brissett finishes the year at quarterback, assuming it's not an injury to Howell and he's benched. I think that his best chance is riding on number 14's shoulders that he can stick around. 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. If you're on hold, I see Chris, Rod, Bobby. Hang right there. We'll get to you on the other side of this break. We'll continue talking about Sam Howell next. What you know about rolling down in the deep when you 1067 the fan, the team 980, the Odyssey app, Toby Altizer leading up with you till national baseball tonight. Little League Classic. A Sunday night baseball out in Williamsport will lead you up until Charlie and Dave take you from there. Talking about Sam Howell. How long should his leash be? How long will his leash be? 800 636 1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Feel free to tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer as well. Let's get out to Chris in Damascus. Chris, appreciate you holding. What's going on? Hey, not much. I want to say something about Pete and the um, baseball after this, but sure. first day on topic here was the, um, look, Sam Howell is just starting to learn, starting to play. We don't know how smart he'll be when it comes to biology or I don't want to know English or some. Maybe he's good at music, but we don't know. We've seen most of what Jacoby's Brissett can do physically, and he's had all the tests there, and he's been tested quite a bit mentally. Sure. But he's going to learn. But he's not getting any worse either. I haven't seen any physical downgrades, any injury, nothing. So he's learning as well. He's going to get better. Uh, and I reference that for this. Or those are my inputs. If this makes sense. In 1987, when we won that Super Bowl, Jay Schrader was not a bad quarterback. Jay Schrader was a good quarterback. But for whatever reason, Joe Gibbs said, well, I need Doug Williams, too. And he hung on to Doug. He was ready to trade, or they wanted to trade Doug. No, they hung on to Doug. And they on it. Look what happened. They ended up needing him second half of the season. And for <laughs> and to make matters worse, we traded. He ended up trading Jay Schrader. And we got Jim Lachey, who made the Hogs go all the way through 91. But anyway, all right, so that's that. So that's how I feel. I want both of them, basically. Okay. On standby, week to week. You you said how much time? Because this is everybody's kind of up against it. We got players on uh, terminating contracts, or and sure. we got coach who doesn't know new ownership. Every you know everybody's kind of in the same boat. I think it's. Urgency yeah. times ten. And, and real quick, Chris, what was your uh, what was your other point? Oh, thanks. Here's a joke. When Pete goes to England, is he going on a boat or is he flying? Well, he's uh, he's going to Ireland, Dublin, Ireland. Okay, I, I thought that was funny and that was silly, but anyway, I picked. He brought it because we were debating on who should the Nationals pick, Skeens or Dylan Cruz. Sure. 
I wanted scenes and literally, you know, I was leaning that way. And, I like pictures. And Pete wanted to go on a cruise. I think he <laughs> and but and I think he did. And so I said, "Is it something against the Air Force?" So I and yeah, <laughs> I know Pete does the Navy games, Absolutely. and that's why I thought that was kind of funny. And Chris, but then here's the, here's what's my question. Okay. And I'll be listening to Pi Thirty. This was what's presenting, or uh, there wasn't so many years ago that you could have a lot of people on your roster in September call up. Yes. You had to have so many though projected that would be eligible for postseason play. Okay. What is present? What is preventing either the Orioles or the Nationals from bringing up? Now I know the restrictions on the roster are different. Twenty-eight players, I think now. Yep, twenty-eight. Um, what to prevent? From Holiday I mean, or what? do they got to do to get Jackson Holiday or sure. and or Dylan Cruz? What the other team? Either what about the pros and cons? All right, sounds good, Chris. I will answer that coming up at 5.30. Appreciate your phone call. But getting back to the Hal discussion, and we'll get into some baseball coming up around 5.30 as we lead into the Nats' Little League Classic game against the Phillies, the series finale, the rubber match of the series. But getting back to Sam Howell, you know, I I think that Chris's point about having both of them, I I get where you're coming from, but this isn't a team that is going to be competing for a Super Bowl, realistically, unless something crazy happens. So I think that Sam Howell should get every every chance that he can. I think that the lease should be super long because we know what Jacoby Brissett is, and if nothing else, you know he can give you high-level backup play and hold you over until next season. But I don't want high-level backup play because Heineke gave you high-level backup play. I mean, I don't need that again. I need something that gets me over the top. I need something that elevates this roster. 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Let's get out to Rod and Landover. Rod, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I think the lease should be long, obviously. I mean, he's a, he's a second-year guy who didn't play the first year except for the last game of the season. Had all, you know, OTAs, training camp, and all this other stuff, so... Um, obviously, you gotta you gotta let the guy play. I mean, the only way you're gonna learn is by playing. I mean, unless the guy cannot absolutely cannot play, which I think we all think he can play. I mean, you you let the guy play, and and I think I, I also think that you know it's not gonna all be on Sam. You know, we we have we have a pretty decent roster. I think if the running game is a good running game, that's gonna help. It, it, it'll help Sam if it's second and three versus second and nine all the time. Or, third and nine, like I was when Kirk Cousins did. It seemed like we stayed in third and nine all the time. So so, so I think if the running game is solid, man, that's going to really help this guy. And um, uh, not only that, man, I think the enemy. You know, uh, I, I would say this too. You know, we have a guy in the building um, that I think is going to play towards Sam Howe's strength. You know, when oh, Sam Howe ran at college with the RPOs and all this other stuff, I think the enemy is going to use this with Sam Howe. I, I think the enemy look at this saying, in my opinion, I think he look at this saying, "This is my quarterback. My quarterback too." Yeah. You know, he's a second year guy. This is my first time being, you know, having this role. The enemy saying this, so I think the enemy look at this that this is my guy. You know, and and I'm, whatever strengths he have, whether it be get the ball ball out quickly, what and, and Sam Howell is accurate with the deep throws. I think we're going to go deep a lot. You know, so so I, I think the lead should be long. Um, I, I think I think. With Eric B. Enemy paired with Sam Howe, I think we're going to see a guy that is going to really be able to play. 
I really do. I think he's going to play toward this man's strength. And just how it is out there with San, uh, San Francisco with Brock Purdy, he don't look like the greatest quarterback in the world, but they play toward his strength. You know, he had playmakers on the outside. He has a nice running game. And he has a defense. I think this team is going to piggyback on something like that and play toward Sam Howell's strength. And, oh, by the way, Sam Howell can run the ball, and he can run around you or run you over. Yep, I totally I agree. I going to work for him. Rod, appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, I think those are good points. Like, I think that you're going to see Biennemi adapt this offense to what Sam Howell can do, and he can do a lot. I think that their bread and butter in the passing game should be the quick game, get the ball out quick, get the ball out on time, those sort of things. I think that that should be the bread and butter in the passing game. I think they're still going to run the ball. And I think that Sam Howell is going to be involved in the quarterback run game quite a bit. I think that Rod brought up a lot of good points. And the other thing, too, in the article I was reading from The Ringer talking with Enemy, I think that one thing that they've done a bad job of recently is they put their quarterback in bad spots. You know, I, I know that some people are big on analytics, some are not. But the truth of the matter is, when is it harder to pass the football? On 3rd and 10 or 3rd and 2? It's harder on 3rd and 10 because they know you're passing the football. And how many times has this team been put in third and 10 situations as opposed to third and two? You know, so it's going to be important to move the ball consistently. Don't get behind the chains. And when you're put in those positions, you'll have chances to do things. So I think that with the enemy working towards Sam Howell's strengths, making sure they don't get backed up, those sort of things, if you can combine those, I think they'll be successful. And it's not because Sam Howell's Superman, but just because he goes out there and executes the offense. Let's get to Bobby and Alexandria. Bobby, what's going on? You're on the fan. I agree with you, Tub. Everything you just said, because that's what I was saying. I think the league has turned to the point where, you know, a quarterback has to run. It has to do this. You need an O-line that can back up when they need to and just go, I got this for three, four seconds. And then you can go downfield. But if every other time you have to turn around, RG3, look at all the offensive lines. They were not good quarterbacks, but they had great O-lines. So my point basically is I'm going to give them a leash, let them roll, but somebody has to go there in that particular organization and say completely he has to be covered with the O-line if we're going to go downfield. Because if that doesn't happen, we just get into the same thing that we've had through the years and every time I look around at every single quarterback I know that takes off and runs and does all that stuff, RG3, anybody, they get hurt. There's something going on. So that's, that's my point. I'd like to hear what you have to say about it. Thank you. Appreciate it, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to throw the ball deep, it's obviously going to be a lot on the offensive line. The thing is, Sam is very maneuverable. And Heineke didn't have the arm to go deep down the field all the time, but there had to have been guys open down the field when he would scramble around. And Sam's got just as much scrambling ability than what Heineke had, especially with what Heineke did last year. He can move around like that. And on top of that, like Rod was saying, Sam can lower his shoulder. So he's not a guy that goes down easy. And if they do a good job of chipping and keeping running backs in and the various things that you can do to add a little extra time when you're going deep down the field with the receivers this team has, it's not like it takes too, too much time. If it's something off schedule, then maybe you have to. But Terry beating a guy off the line of scrimmage, it's not like Sam needs 
five seconds to deliver the ball down the field to Terry McLaurin. You know, there's going to be some longer developing plays and various things, and that's where Biennemi and Howell are going to have to work together on making sure they do their jobs. But I think that they're going to need the deep passing game as well because I talked about the bread and butter being that quick, short passing game. If they can't establish some sort of downfield passing game, you're going to start to see guys creep up towards the line of scrimmage. You saw this when Alex Smith was the quarterback here. He didn't go down the field very much. And so what happened? Everything was short, and so everyone was compact towards the line of scrimmage, and so in turn, you couldn't get anything underneath. A big part of this offense, too, which will help Sam Howell a lot, is just get the ball in Curtis Samuel's hands on a shallow cross and let him pick up 5 yards, 8 yards, 10 yards, 15 yards after the catch. Same thing with Jahan. Same thing with Terry, Gibson, Turner, whoever they're getting the ball to, just get it to them in some open space and let them make up the yardage afterwards. And that's not something that's difficult for Sam. A shallow cross, just hit him when he's open and let him make the play afterwards. So I think that they're going to have some various things open to him, and that's the beauty of having Sam Howell back there. Other than the fact that he's a little bit shorter and maybe can get lost back there just a little bit, there are no limitations to what the offense can do. If they want to run the ball, they can run the ball. They want to run with the quarterback, they can run the ball with the quarterback. They want to move the pocket, they can move the pocket. They want to go down the field. Sam Howell can make all the throws. So that's the beauty of this. The enemy's not going to be limited in terms of the talent level or at least the ability of these guys. So I'm intrigued to see what they can do. All right, we're going to take a break. I want to hear from Sam Howell. He talked the other day after being named the starting quarterback. I thought he had some really good answers that he gave to the media after being named that. We'll hear from Sam Howell next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Donald playing the hits today. Dude, I came from Wisconsin. This hits different when you're from that area. <laughs> or at least when you lived in that area for a while. Jump around. 106.7 The Fan, Team 980, Odyssey app, Toby Altizer with you up until Nationals Baseball today. We're talking about Sam Howell and how long that lease should be. I think most of us agree that it should be long. I don't think there's many Jacoby Brissett truthers out there. There are some. I know there are some. Sometimes you hear them on the airwaves here on 106.7 The Fan calling into the shows throughout the week. But I don't think there's many. I think that most people want to see what Sam Howell has. So he talked after being named the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders, and I thought he had some really good answers. And he just already shows some of that maturity, that leadership that you want to see out of your starting quarterback. And I think the best example of this is he was asked about the offensive line, and here's what he had to say. I was very pleased with their their performance in Baltimore. Um, I thought there were some things in the Cleveland game we could have done a better job of, and I could have helped them guys. Like the one sack we had in Cleveland was my fault. Um, So I got to do a better job of helping those guys. Uh, But I was very pleased with their performance in Baltimore. I thought they did a really good job, and they're starting to learn how to play together. Um, And once they do that, they're going to be really good. 
Taking ownership and accountability is so important if you're the starting quarterback, especially because he's right. It was his fault on that sack. Not every time that a quarterback gets sacked is it on the offensive line. You know, he's got to find a way to get the ball out quick there because he sees the blitz come in and he just didn't do it. And he takes a sack there. So I like the fact that he already is showing good leadership skills and the fact that he's going to have to answer questions every single week after the game. He's going to need to be professional about it. And I think he's already starting to see that. So I'm happy about that. It's good to see that he's feeling better about the offensive line. And I guess we'll get to see tomorrow. You know, Pete was talking about when we had him on earlier that maybe they're not going to play a lot of their ones talking about Baltimore. That's something we'll have to keep an eye on. But hopefully, if they're not going to be playing the ones, then that means that this team is going to look good tomorrow night. And maybe, just maybe, they'll end that stupid Baltimore Ravens preseason win streak. Another thing that I liked here, Hal talked about earning the job and what it meant, and I thought this answer was very interesting. Let's hear from Sam Howell. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't really think about it. You know, I just tried to do everything I could to come out here each and every day and just... You know, just try to be the best player I could be. Um, I wasn't really worried about anyone else's expectations except for my own. You know, I have, I have very high standards for myself. Um, and so I just came out here every single day trying to be the best that I could. Um, and if I make a mistake, just try to learn from it. Um, and so from a mindset standpoint coming into this, I, it really wasn't anything different than what I'm, what I'm used to. I love the fact that he gives the answer and basically says, you know, it, it's I, I see all the other opinions. I see all the other uh, expectations. It doesn't matter because it doesn't match what I have for myself. You know, I have these high standards. I want to reach them. And that means that he's motivated. So when Enemy gets on him about something, you know, you've heard Ron Rivera talk about this. He already knows he screwed up. And he already knows where he screwed up and what he screwed up. So he's going to work on it. And those are the sort of things that make me believe he could be a franchise quarterback. Having a guy that understands what's going on, if he makes a mistake, he's not going to make the same mistake again or at least not on purpose. He's going to try to work on it every single day, and the expectations he has are very high. And so when Enemy gets on him about something, he already understands what he's getting on him about, and he'll accept it, and they'll work together. I like that mentality. I like the fact that he has high standards for what he wants out of himself. And then the other thing, I really love this answer. He was talking about the confidence he has going into this season. Here's Sam Howell. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a confidence thing. Like, when I step out on the field, like, I'm confident in my abilities, I'm confident in the offense, I'm confident in my teammates, and I'm confident in the system. Um, And so when I'm confident in all those types of things, I can just go out there and and just be myself and play free and play fast, and I feel like that's what I've been doing the past few weeks. Um, So I feel really good about it. Love that. Confident in himself. I think that's probably the most important as an athlete. Confident in his teammates. He's got guys to throw the ball to. That's the beauty of this thing for Sam Howell. He doesn't have to be Superman. He doesn't have to come in and become Patrick Mahomes for this team to be successful, right? If he comes in and gives you average quarterback play, they can probably be just as good as they were last year because that's kind of the quarterback play you got last year. But if he can be better than that, then you start to see that step forward. But he trusts his teammates. He understands, look, I don't have to be spectacular if I can just get the ball towards 17 somewhere, he'll make a play. If I can just get the ball in Jahan's hands, Curtis's hands, I can let them do some of the work as well. That's the nice part. You trust. The pl- trust your teammates, trust the playmakers, trust your defense to make work. And then looking at it as well, and he says, I trust the system. I like that. He trusts what the enemy's trying to do, and they're working together. That's the thing. An offensive coordinator and a quarterback need to be working together. They need to understand what they're trying to accomplish here. They need to understand what's going on. And it seems like he's starting to figure that out. And yes, there's going to be growing pains. It's going to be ups and downs throughout the season, 
But listening to just those couple of answers from Sam Howell makes you understand that this guy is very mature, even though he's a second-year player, even though he's a fifth-round pick. You can throw whatever label you want on him. He's very mature for that age. And when you just listen to him, he sounds like a guy that's a grizzled veteran. He sounds like a guy that's been in a quarterback in this league for quite some time. And so I like those answers from Sam Howell because he's going to have to, if he's going to be the quarterback, he's going to have to be the leader of this football team. He doesn't have to be the number one leader, but he needs to be a leader. And the beauty of this too is it's not like you got a guy that came in here that wasn't that sort of thing in college. Like he was the dude at North Carolina when he was there. So he understands about leading a football team. Maybe it wasn't an NFL team and it wasn't an Alabama or something like that in the SEC, but he still led a football team. So I think he understands the importance of leadership and being in that sort of a role. I want to get into the game tomorrow night. What are you looking for against the Ravens? What are some players you want to look at? 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. Who are you keeping an eye on and what are you watching for against Baltimore tomorrow night? We'll talk about it next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 